is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys, streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand of Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. Well, hello everybody and welcome to another week of Talking Cowboys after a holiday weekend and after a Cowboys victory over the Redskins on Thursday. This is a victory Monday that's actually a victory Thursday around here, right? It's actually Thursday. Glad you got your days straight. Exactly right, because the New Orleans Saints are fast approaching on this Thursday. The following. Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, <laughs> Rob Phillips, we and are Brian following. Us. Yeah. Yes. Have How we was your weekend, everybody? Have we not done this for a week? It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. When's the last time we did a show? Well, y'all did one Wednesday that I wasn't a part of, right? I think that was the last one. Yeah. So it's been a week for you. Yeah. 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 You miss like us? It. I do miss you. I know. It's yeah. longer because you miss because Beltray. That's right. It's been a full week. It has yeah. been because I, Adrian wow. Beltre retired. He Let that other sports stuff was, get involved exactly. with our talk here, huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, but how about them Cowboys? Yeah, nice victory. Really nice victory. Uh, you know, and it sets you up for this week. You know, you just this is one of those things. It's you have to find a way now. You know, we're at the point of the season where it, you know you just have to find ways to to win these games. It's a banged up football team. Uh, you're playing one of the best teams in the National Football League. You know they're a complete team. That's just not a, that's not a one-trick pony, as they say. They've got a pretty good defense too to go along with their offense. So, uh, present a lot of different challenges. So, but that's it's time of year for that. There's no time to pat yourself on the back, is there? You know, there's, yeah. there's not a 10-day break after Thanksgiving. And oh, by the way, you're about to face a team that's won 10 straight football. Yeah, games. the 49ers <laughs> aren't showing up this week. No, yeah. <laughs> neither yeah. is Texas Tech, right? Nope. They they struggled down the stretch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're staying topical, I guess. Yeah. There's, there's, they made a coaching change up in Lubbock. There's, uh, yeah, there's ways to win these games. And you just got to figure it out and and see, you know, this is a good credential check right now. Well, and then you sort things out after Thanksgiving weekend. In the, in the NFC East, you got the Cowboys and the Redskins at 6-5, and five, and the Eagles come from a 19-3 to three hole yesterday to beat the Giants, and they're sitting there at 5-6. and six. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw that score 19-3 to three, and I, in the first half yesterday. I said, well, the, well, the Eagles have given up on their season. And right. then they came back and win. Yeah. And then you look at the standings, and they're a game out of first place. Yeah. And then yeah, come in here yeah, next yeah. week. Exactly. Yeah, they, and they've got a Monday night tilt, I believe, with the Redskins before that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that all plays. But and yeah, things are bunching up in the NFC, by the way. Yeah, and then, yeah, you look at the wild card. Seattle, Carolina, both mm-hmm. teams you've lost to are both six and five. You've, now, got, you've got four teams, six and five, one mm-hmm. six, four and one, and one five and six. That game last night was huge, obviously, for wild card purposes. And I think they said on NBC they had some kind of math that said if the Packers losing, they've got a 2% chance to get in now. And Minnesota's got like a 73% chance. Who figures these things out? I can't out? stand that stuff. Who figures There's, this out? Well, like is in the course computer, of the game, you get stats that say, well, now the Cowboys have a 73% chance of winning this game. <laughs> 
I thought that in, I thought that in College Station the other night too. <laughs> I mean, me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. Three but, weeks ago or yeah. three games ago, the Cowboys had like an eight percent chance of mm-hmm. making yeah. the playoffs. Now it's sixty four percent. All analytics. Why? What? 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 Y'all are God. Y'all sound like you're from the dark ages. <laughs> Why would you believe it? But is it? Is Did it you believe the eight percent? It's based on math. Yeah, it's based, based on, on math. the other teams that have done yeah. it before. Well, then the, these aren't other teams, though. This is this is different. Right. Hi, That's King Garrison. How was your weekend? For them being wrong. Hi, King Garrison. How was your weekend? It was wonderful. How was y'all's? Anyway, okay, do we I, was, need to get... I was trying to, in a way, make his point. That was a big game, big swing. Now you've got some teams fighting to get in. The Cowboys, again, I think they're still in the same boat they've been in. They need to win their division. Just take care of business here in get a you weak home division game for sure. and get you a home game. And mm-hmm. don't worry about – because Carolina's, Carolina's lost three straight now, but they still have a win over you. I mean, think, Seattle has a win over you. So, so just what, go take care of business. Uh, speaking of these mm-hmm. analytics, what was the Aggies' chance of winning that game against LSU when on the fourth and 18 pass play, they got wound up a yard short of the first down? It's 1.2%, I think, yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. gave them an opening, you know. Kent had that one ready. Sorry, Brian. I'm no, sorry. Texas a played well in the overtime period. They played, they played much better than LSU did. They really did. Yeah. You know, that one was one play better. That was one two-point conversion better. One play better. <laughs> one, what, when, one, what were you waving your gold and purple flag for? One, what, what's going on here? I just, I just like things to be honest. Okay. And, oh. And accurate. Oh, okay. There was no Thieves accuracy. from College Station. Got it. There was Got no it. accuracy in that game. Okay. The, uh, it was a great game. And congratulations. I'm glad, I'm glad you got you know a good trip. I was going to wear my white hat today, that too, was a, That was a great game. But if it was a Big 12 game, it was, how come these teams can't play any defense? That's right. <laughs> it's true. That's true. It's true. There was no uh, defense uh, involved there at the very end, uh, for sure. Yep. But, well, no, speaking of defense, you better be able to play defense this week against yep. the Saints. you got a Big no 12 question. team yeah. coming in yeah. here. <laughs> you got a team that's – this is, this is going to be interesting because I don't think they've seen a team, and I'm not saying something you folks already don't know out there. This is a team that stretches you horizontally to make plays vertically, right. which is they create a ton of space in the way they they operate their routes, the way their offense this – is, this is one of the best offensive lines that I've seen. Yeah, of the, the the games. I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about a lot of a lot of games of watching offensive lines play. This one right here, has, they got it. They they've got this thing figured out, and they they're never on the ground. Their running backs run hard. Their receivers do a great job. They have tight ends that get involved, and they got a quarterback that knows how to get them the ball. So that's what I'm saying. Get ready. They stretch you stretch you horizontally to play against you vertically. Be ready for that game. Today. And they give you and you got a quarterback who gets everybody the ball. Yeah, exactly. Right. Even guys you never heard of. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do that. That's, that's has that ever happened? What we saw on Thanksgiving with their game, four undrafted free agents with four touchdowns in the win over Atlanta. I mean, when you're you're rolling when that's happening, you know. Yeah, there's there. You know, if you look at what it, Philadelphia won a game yesterday, playing with a bunch of banged up secondary guys too. I mean, there's sometimes you just have to play with these guys, and they and it works out. Well, think about you know uh, Cam Fleming playing the other day for you. Yeah, you know, we we haven't always been very positive about Cam Fleming and his, you know, and like oh geez, and and you know, really during warmups, hey Cam, by the way, you're playing today. Oh wow, okay, yeah, sure, I'm in there, you know, and you got two guys on that left side, so. Yeah, you get sometimes you get performances from people that are unique. You sure, know? but that that goes to show you though, 
the scheme that they have, the ability to have to plug players into their scheme and the way that allows the quarterback to execute the scheme that they have there in New Orleans. You don't impressive. To, just don't want to play too long with those guys because then the next team sees what they can and can't do. They and, get exposed. Uh, and then they get exposed. They yeah, still have that quarterback, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying I'm, – I'm, I'm referencing Cam yeah. Fleming. Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. thought you were talking to Saints. I'm, I'm referencing yeah. Xavier Siafilo, yeah. who, you know, looked like the the, the first game. It was mm. really mm. good. Mm. The second game. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So now you got a beat on what Cam Fleming can do and can't do and how the Cowboys were trying to cover him up. I gave him help. With, yeah, no with question. With a tight end over there, yeah, yeah. with uh, uh, Brown uh, kind of motioning over there. And, they, you know, it wasn't just him on well, an island like they sacrificed Chaz Green. They learned their lesson. All right. You know, That's gold, a good point gold, gold, gold star and cookie for the coaching staff for that ability to make that adjustment and not allow – Somebody in that game because it could have been very difficult for them. You know, if you talk about Preston Smith and you talk about Ryan Kerrigan over there, and maybe you get a Jonathan Allen come walking out there a little bit. You know, you got to worry about those things. Uh, give uh, fill the novice in on who who makes the call on something like that from an offensive coaching standpoint as far as giving help to a left tackle. Is it? Yeah, the, the, it's in concert. There was not the, a lot of practice time last week. Right. So you thing. Really, you know what I mean? <laughs> but but, it, but it even le- like going back to Atlanta last year, who is it that ultimately makes the call on, okay, we got to give this guy help over here? I think the offensive coordinator does. Yeah. I think the offensive coordinator, okay. if he's calling the game, he has to tell the offensive line coaches, hey, I still want to get to this. And then the offensive line coach then has to remind him, okay, if you get to that, I'm going to have to have help for that guy. If you expect him to block, Right, player. I guess X, my question is, yeah. how much on the fly during the course of a game does right. that conversation go on? That hey, we got to get help over there, and then I think it's yeah. with your own eyes. Yeah. I think it's with your own eyes. See, and I and I don't mean to harken back to the LSU A and M game, but A and M LSU was way too late of getting Greedy Williams, one of the best corners in the league in the college football, over on Rodgers. You know, they never. I mean, Rodgers started killing them in the overtime period. And Dave Aranda's adjustment should have been, okay, I'm playing a 25-yard field. I've got to get my best player on their best player right now and try and stop this. And he never got to that until it was way too late in the game. And I think coaches are like that. They, they, you don't want to wait too late. You're going to think, hey, if we're going with this guy, I've got to have this guy some help. I, I can't. I've seen him not perform at a level that is acceptable. I need him to have some help. And to Mickey's point, give credit for them making that adjustment somewhat on the fly because it wasn't like last year in Atlanta with Chaz and all that. I mean, they they thought Tyron was starting that football game. No question. I mean, I think Cam Fleming told us he walked in after warm-ups and they said, uh, you're up today. Oh, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and they made they made a schematic adjustment. They weren't going to do that with Tyron if he was good to go. Right. I mean, they would let him take his guy. Yeah. So the big takeaway from the Redskins game, uh, as far as what, what since we haven't had an opportunity to talk about that game uh, yet, what was it that impressed you the most about what the Cowboys did in that game? I think that the the way that they went, they gave up the four sacks early in the game and the in the half, and then came back and didn't give up any. I think that was a really big key in this game. It it looked like it was there could potentially be some problems in the second half, but. You know, the defense did a great job giving the offense some opportunity with some turnovers and things. 
Uh, I, I really do like what I saw from, again, the left side of that offensive line. It wasn't pretty over there, but at least they got things done against a very difficult uh, defensive line, dif dif difficult defensive front. And you got what you needed out of Zeke running the football. And, you know, again, Amari Cooper, what do you need to say about that? They raised the hurricane flag with Amari Cooper. Mm -hmm. It was like the touchdowns were great, but it's the warning going forward. You want to blitz, you better get there. You want to, you know, stuff the line of scrimmage to stop the run, you better have a corner that can stand up for however many plays you got to play man-to-man -man against Amari Cooper. Because if you make a mistake, he might go 90 yards on you. And so I think that just – and it was the thing that Sanjay Lal talked about. He said, I don't know how productive he'll be, but his presence will mean a lot. Well, I think his presence will mean even more now that you've seen the production. It's helped out Zeke a lot. There's no question about it, just his presence for the running game. Uh, to me, the thing that stood out is they had three players in the game, all pro, pro bowl type level, that just took over the game. Zeke took over the game. Amari took over the game. Demarcus Lawrence continues to have such a huge impact on what they do defensively, not just pa rushing the passer. Um, he, he's just relentless back there. And I thought those three guys played at that type of level and kind of mitigated, like what Brian said, the strength of that Washington team is, is their defensive front. And they yeah. kept him in it for a while. But I think, you know, the talent took over for Dallas in that game. It was really impressive. And I, th I thought that uh, the mental toughness of the team for the third straight game after they lacked mental toughness in the Tennessee game, remember in the third quarter of that game, it was a tight game, and then Tennessee just kept on, kept on, kept right. on, and Tennessee wins the game. And the Cowboys, I mean, it almost looked like they were done for the season at right. the end of that day. And – for the third straight week, the Cowboys had a game in the third quarter where it was either tied or they were behind. In this case, they were behind 13 to 10, and that's when they kept pressing and they took over the game. And yeah. at winning time, they made the plays they needed to make to take control of the game. No, absolutely. I think Rob was. I think Rob hit the uh, nail on the head with the thing with Lawrence too. You look at the play. I mean, here they are. They try and chop him down at the edge. It was the second time they've tried to run that play, and he 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 was up to the task the second time and they, for him not to be cut down in that situation with the ball going to the outside and make the play he did. And that's, you know, we talk about turnovers though, and you know, the Cowboys are getting their hands on turnovers. I mean, that's one of the things that we've kind of, unfortunately though, with, you know, with, with the woods, you know, I wish he would have just been a little bit more aggressive inside to get that, to get that one. But, you know, at least they're getting their hands on footballs. And I think that's, you know, woozy that was a tough chance off the tip ball of Van Der Esch, but Again, at least they're getting their hands on footballs to try and create some turnovers. It's uh, You hope it's the start of a trend if you're Dallas, right? Because yeah. I think in this game, more than anyone, I think you kind of spoke to it in the Atlanta game, but this one's at another level. Yeah, you got to create extra possessions. It's, yeah. it's, like, it's like arena football. So the team that's got the most possessions and can get one or two stops is going to probably win this football game Thursday. So uh, can you give Dak the ball one or two more times? It's pro you're probably going to have to do that in this game. You just got to make plays. Well, that too. Right? That too. I mean, defensively, <clears throat> offensively, you can have all the greatest schemes in the world, but sometimes I'll guarantee you they didn't scheme a 90-yard touchdown pass, right? 
No. You've you got to make plays in this league. You can't just keep grinding and going 80 yards and 15 plays. Sometimes you just got to make a big play. Yeah. And that's why you have great players or good players. They got to make those plays along the line. And if you don't have anybody who's going to do that, you're going to get beat. So they made plays. Because the longer you have the ball and the longer you're trying to drive, something bad's going to happen. There's right? more of a chance of that. Yeah, yes. the odds go up. Got to make a play. Yeah. So what happened over the weekend for you guys? Anything big? We worked on Friday and Sunday. So there was no weekend. No. <laughs> Saturday. We had Saturday. Uh, Saturday. We had college football Saturday. Yeah, again, we right? did. We right? did. Mm -hmm. Nothing else big happened for anybody? I became a grandfather for the third time. There you go. Oh, <laughs> I was wondering where he's going with this. I was, I was thinking, thinking none of us James got married. Collins Griffith the third. Well, congratulations on the there my go. little camera right there. I'm not hey. sure, but anyway, hey. born on Saturday at 4:18. I've got three grandsons now. Uh, PM. We got a call on Saturday morning that. She was going, my daughter Jessica was going into labor. There you go. And so Congratulations. we spent all day on Saturday at uh, the hospital, and he arrived at 418. Congrats. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, just the miracle of childbirth. Did, you, did that cause you to miss football or anything? I, I got <laughs> home in time to watch 74 to 72, the seven overtimes on Saturday night, basically. And so. Friday night was your big night to watch for yeah right. yeah yeah okay. that I was 59 56 i thought you were gonna say oh another big 12 title game birth like, that was a little bit different kind of birth that was, that, yeah little, that's right there little, you go a little bigger yeah. news than that that was yep yeah. yep yeah. so we're trying to get him ready in time to go to at&t stadium on saturday and check out the biggest ou texas game ever oh there you go because the stakes are Last time they played twice in the same season, 1911? Like 1903 or something like that. Oh, really? Like okay, that. I knew yeah, it was something I, like I that. I wasn't at that game or Bill, either one of them. Bill was wa at that time, Bill was watching the birth of a grandson, and I was taking a turkey out of a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> at 418 on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we continue on Talking Cowboys, and we take your phone calls, and we come back. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are a American made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island alone. 
glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Tommy John time, fellas. Adjust your cleats, adjust your pads, even adjust your helmet. But seriously, don't adjust your underwear because once it's been seen, it cannot be unseen. Mickey, that's a lesson to you. Tommy John has a contour pouch to nestle the boys and moisture-wicking fabric to keep you cool and dry on the field or in the stands. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at tommyjohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. They got holiday specials going. Yeah, I saw that. Holiday specials. Holiday specials. And you know what? Our reads are much better than the national reads I heard on the radio. That's good. (laughs) You know, that was that read that kind of combines. I thought Mickey was combining two reads the other day. Was that that, that the one? But that's just the read? Yeah. Yeah. I I thought Mickey was just kind of just combining reads just to kind of Two for one sale today, you know. Kind of deal. <laughs> you gotta change it's, things it's up. It's the actual you know? read, right? It's the actual read. Yeah. Okay. Very good. What do you got, Bill? You know, the Star District offers over thirty restaurants and shops really? at the Dallas Hit Cowboys themed campus. It is the perfect place to shop, dine, and bring the whole family. For more information on all that the Star has to offer, visit thestardistrict.com. I Boom! Just, great I just great ate, restaurants. Ate another one that I hadn't eaten at before. Oh yeah, which one? Friday, East Hampton. Oh, oh I love shop. East Hampton. Excellent. Oh wow! Yeah. Did you have the great you have the chowders? Uh, no, I decided I was going to treat myself that I was working on a Friday and I missed Thanksgiving at home and I got the crab sandwich. It's excellent. Oh it's my! Great. Yeah. yeah, I've got that figured out over there. Wow! Mm-hmm. There's a Thai food place over there too. It's really good on mm. the other side of Canes. Need to visit if you like that stuff. We welcome you back here to Talking Cowboys. <laughs> We're talking food and, and baby and, pictures. Um, by the way, did you hear the big news out of North Carolina this morning? Yeah, Mac Brown back. Mac huh? Brown. That is was the true new yesterday. Head coach huh? at North Carolina, <laughs> I I hear, and I also hear that James is in North Carolina, and he ah. is next up here on Talking Cowboys. Mm. Hello, James. Hello, James. How you doing? Good. Great. Uh, no, I just wanted to say, basically, I watch you show. I've, I've been a Cowboys fan ever since I was seven. I'm 55 now. And watch your show religiously or watch the break religiously. I've always been trying to get on, but never get on. But now I finally got on this morning. I just want to say the game Thursday was great. I loved it. Dak played an awesome game. Uh, I do know that, you know, I heard a lot of rumors last year that Dak – We'd see what Dak was basically without Zeke and everything else. Would they? If you go back in the nineties, uh, Troy wasn't that good either. You know, uh, Emmett sit out two games. They lost the two games. So it's not just basically, you know, a quarterback can't be good without a running back because you got to have both of them. And I think Dak is playing awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you. It is much. a team game. Sure. How about Dak's performance on Thursday? You can't beat it when you make plays, right? He's playing with a lot of confidence right now. Yeah, he is. Well, third down's been so much better for him. He's actually got guys that get open. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's a big help. You look at what happened early in that football game. What do he do? Go at Amari Cooper. You know, you throw the ball to a guy who can separate and not have to make a bunch of tight window throws. 
Those are those are those are the kind you want, where just you and the receiver playing pitch and catch, not with some quality defensive back hanging on a guy trying to make it a throw. You know, two inches here, two inches there. So yeah, good for him. He's got a guy you can throw the football to. First and second down have been a lot better. Zeke's running, continues to run really well. That's help. That helps stack out. We keep talking about the down and distance. Uh, that's a huge factor. I, he is playing more confident. I think he just seems more comfortable back there. Uh, it wasn't a perfect first half by any stretch, and they, you know, they they miss an opportunity in the red zone again, and it's like, oh, here we go again. But I think there's a trust factor with Amari Cooper right off the bat. I think, and it kind of speaks to what Brian said. He just trusts this guy's going to get open and yeah. separate. And, yeah. and he is. And, and the main thing is his run-after catch ability. The guy's a home run threat, and I don't know if they've had that since Dez was, you know, really in his prime. Yeah, a lot of his drops, you know, at Oakland, where we were talking about when he was doing just what he was doing, taking the football and trying to get north-south quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's when, and, and, you know, there's a couple of concentration ones, but you know, people are like, oh, he drops the ball all the time. No. He drops the ball because he's trying to just run. He's trying to take a 12-yard gain and make it a 90-yard gain. That's why. you know, and, and that's what football players do. That's what great football players do. And that's what started to get Des in trouble. Yeah. Trying to run before he could before catch, he some, catch the, the ball. ball yeah. And then his son, and, oh, that's a drop. Yeah. Well, okay, but let's read into it. What, yeah. are you, what are you doing? Exactly. You know, he said something interesting. There's Amari did a couple weeks ago, and he's an interesting guy. Like, he's quiet, but he'll give you some real insight, you know. I just thought it was interesting the way he put it. He said, I, my job as a receiver is to get as open as humanly possible with my routes. So Dak just has to throw it somewhere within the vicinity yeah. of, of my route, and I'll go get it. And it was a simple statement, but it really speaks to just how precise he is as a route runner. You know, I think he's very he takes that very seriously. And you see these routes that he's running, yeah, they're big plays, but he's also – putting in himself in a spot where Dak just has to get it there. He, he, he runs routes. I have, and I was trying in my head, and I, I wrote about this for or after the post game from the, the scouts, scouts eye. He, he does something in his route I have never seen other receivers do. And it's his ability to he – can, he can drive a guy off, but if he's, he's going to have to break, he almost turns his – not almost, he turns his body sideways – to where most guys will have to go and then settle their weight and then plant and go, he can run and turn himself sideways in whichever direction he wants to go. So he opens up to the side he's going to break to, or if he's going to break the route inside or out, he just turns his body that way, and instead of having to stop and then break. So, I mean, you can watch him. It's, I'll show you guys on tape one day if you want to come and see it, but he'll run and he'll just turn and the defensive back still thinks he's going forward. And then he, he's right into his break because his hips already opened up to where he can plant and go where he needs to go. And that buys him a little bit more. I mean, that's why he was able, you know, you, you look at the, what he was able to do uh, against the Redskins, you know, against their cornerbacks. I mean, it, it, and he's done it a couple of different times. So it's, it's a technique thing. You talk about pride and route running and yeah. all that. Boy, he's just got really good technique that which helps gives him, him more quickness which gives him, to get yeah, it gives, separation. Yeah, it gives him much more ability to get open faster than it does like the normal guy that has to run, chop his steps, settle his weight, and then plant and go. So if you look at, I forgot which touchdown it was, the DB fell down. Yeah. He didn't fall down because he had bad footing. Yeah. He fell down just because of what Brian said. Yeah. His route was so good 
the DB couldn't turn, couldn't turn the way him. he turned. He yeah. had him going out, and when he tried to go back in, he slipped and fell. It was the route. It wasn't the guy falling. He got separation on Josh Norman, which is not easy. Now, Josh Norman isn't Carolina Panther Josh Norman anymore, but Josh Norman is a guy that usually can stay with you and is really good at reading routes. Amari had him a little little bit playing on his heels, and I think that's where, like I say, I'll show you guys one time if you want to see the way he's kind of able just to open his hips and still maintain speed and then get inside or get outside just because of the way he positions his body. You know, that really was one good. of the drills Sanjay had him doing in training camp, and and I was I was like, what are they doing? Because he was, he was trying to teach them how to sink their hips right. when they turn, and so he was making them put their hand on the ground. Right. And, and I go, that's not the way you're going to do that in the game, is it? And, and he goes, no, but he goes, the idea is to get them to feel how to sink your hips. And right. if you put your hand on the ground, you have to sink your hips when you're going to make your break. Hmm. And he doesn't need to put his hand he on does. the ground. He's he, just got he understands it's how incredible to do balance, it. Yeah, yeah, to be able to do that. It's rare when you have a receiver that can run routes at the same speed and never – change miles austin i knew jason garrett was talking miles austin had that ability to run routes at the same speed if he was running at you he could run his route at the same speed make that cut and not have to settle weight that's where defensive backs understand when they're watching and they're playing you they see you start to set to sink and once they see you sink then that's their that's their cue to drive or to them for them to sink and then go with you i think you find great running backs are able to do that you know, yeah. but the fast, the fast running backs. Yeah. And in fact, Kamara. <laughs> yeah. He's you know, one. Yeah. You yeah. know, what's interesting. Um, there was something about Felix Jones in that when he made cuts, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and then I think he got hurt later, yeah. you know, and so he busted as an NFL player. Right. But when he came into the league, he had that uh, oh. on a break where right. and it, similar type of what you're talking about, I think. Right. No, it's it. It's the way these receivers get separation now. And the really good ones have the ability to sell where they're going or sell an, an, a different idea and not give you a read. And Josh Norman, I think Josh Norman is one of the best that's ever played. And Amari Cooper had him guessing, you know, mm-hmm. guessing, hesitating. And, and that's what you have. When I mean, you get that you get that hesitation, then you get the separation. And he's kind of the unwide receiver when it comes to his personality. Rob's right. He doesn't say a heck of a lot, but when he says something, you ought to pay attention. Yeah. Which made me think, which touchdown celebration was more surprising? Because his, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think he had the, a free throw. Seriously, it, well, it wasn't just a free I throw. I know. Go ahead. It was the it. Markel Fultz, um, which I feel, but yeah, the the juggle thing. That's a bit, which I feel son, bad for son, him. Yeah. Fultz, because if you've watched the NBA, he's really struggling. He's got like a mental block with his jump shot, and somebody yeah. has told him to just juggle it like this to get your mind off your form and then just put it up yeah and i don't know if it's working or not That's what but ben, my son it's ben, unique yeah ben it goes that, that was a great celebration that amari had and i said he just shot a free throw what's that, goes, that was my take he goes yeah, he, he was he was trolling Fultz. That's what <laughs> he, he was, was doing he, he was kind of trolling and i go but, what do you mean he goes have you ever watched Fultz shoot a free throw he goes he juggles the ball now and i go oh that's what that was i we thought we gotta was watch just, more basketball i, yeah. I think yeah. so yeah no this is this is like a chuck knoblock kind of thing with this young player for philly the sixers like he's but missing them all he's he's he has this hitch in his shot like he can't 
he's almost it's almost like he's forgotten he's got how a to shoulder. shoot his he's normal got form, and maybe he's, he's got hurt yips. too. He's got yeah. yips. But anyway, he, this Fultz acknowledged it on uh, Charles you know Barkley. He acknowledged Barkley. Oh, he did he really? Yeah, he took it in stride. It was all these good. free throw shooters. It's simple. All you got to do, you bounce it three times, you bend your knees, and you shoot. That's it. But that's what's Tell fascinating about this. LeBron, you could have made a lot of money so teaching exactly. that, right? That's how, that's how former Dallas Chaparral Cincy Powell taught me as an eight-year-old. <laughs> Well, he should have got a hold of Shaq then. That he should have. I yeah. wish I could have got a hold LeBron. of Shaq. I could have made a lot of money. Is LeBron a bad free throw shooter? No, he's okay. He's Is okay. He? Yeah. For some reason, LeBron had some trouble. Well, Shaq had he he would change his his. You got to stay in rhythm. Form I mean, every you gotta, time. That's well, why that's why you dribble three times and then you shoot. You you're in rhythm. It's like a three point shooter. You you got to. Be in rhythm to shoot. So, how strong do you think Zeke is that he picked Dak up? Dak's not light. No. By the way, no, he's two forty. Right. I kind of wish he wouldn't have picked him up. I don't think Dak. That was that. That was a. That was a. That was an untimely. Well, that was an important. The coverage. The coverage was not great either, though. That that I went back and watched that, and there was. A couple of guys uh, got out of their lane badly on that play on the way. I mean, when they, they took the ball right up the middle and it kind of sucked everybody in, and then when they bounced it, there was nobody on the outside other than, uh, you know, Rod Smith is not fast enough to, to, to take a, you know, to take a, a, a returner like that. And then luckily Jeff Heath playing safety did his job, but that's, that was a bad, that was a bad situation. That ball was only kicked to the 11. Yeah, and then right. you think about the penalty, you know. Not a good situation. One more thing on the Amari celebration. The best part of that was the offensive lineman standing on each side, like <laughs> going for a rebound. And Joe Looney, if that was a basketball game, he would have been lane violation. He, oh, he was, yeah, he was bent <laughs> way over. He had his foot over the line. But I don't know. That was good. They that don't was good. call that anymore, do they? No, they don't. They don't. Pretty good. Not as good as the limbo last night with Minnesota. That, that was that, that was good. That might take the cake. Okay, right we there. got all these celebrations going <laughs> on. Minnesota does some good ones. Did they do bobsled one time? Did they? Then they, they were all like they were in a bobsled during the Winter <laughs> Olympics. It was pretty. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota comes up with some creative ones. They Wait, what's wrong guys. with going into the Salvation Army kettle if we're going to do the bobsled and we're going to do the free throw? And we're going to do all I this other know, stuff with an imaginary ball. But let me ask you I this. have no idea. Or, or I, getting. Twenty one dollars handed to you. Yeah. If you're that's okay, like let me popcorn, ask you this. ain't it? Let me ask you this: If you're if you're <laughs> Jason Garrett, do you ask that the kettles be removed from the field? You know, all you got to do is you don't have or to put remove them. The you don't have to remove them from the field, but you could put them on the sideline. Yeah, so people can run into them. No, so you could do it. <laughs> you go to the Cowboys sideline, yeah. and then you're jumping, jumping in, and now you're not. So yeah. technically, if they just moved them around the corner, yeah, then it or would you be could the keep them. You could keep those prominently displayed and get additional ones on the sideline. <laughs> well, guess what? On the Cowboys sideline. I, I. I uh oh. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, the no show, kidding. The show is a false alarm. <laughs> so when I was headed to the locker room, Jerry was Jerry was leaving, and I said, you know, I said, you you might want to put those those kettles up on a stand. Yeah, so players can't get to and, them. And he looked at me, he goes, why would I do I, that? He you goes, know, do you see how much attention that drew for exactly. the Salvation Army? Oh, That's I right. love the attention, but I don't like the kickoff return being brought but then back. He, but then he prefaced it going, he goes, as long as it turns out the way it did. Yeah. Well, we had a family discussion about this, and they, my daughters and wife were saying, well, it's, it's doing so much good for the Salvation Army you got to keep doing it. I said, no, it's a penalty. Yeah. And so <laughs> it if is, you don't, but 
if you have a 15-yard penalty, and, and I'm all for jumping in the cut. I'm all uh, for I've, changing the rule what's and, the difference? and make it like the Lambeau Leap. What's yeah. the difference well, you know? between the two? That's what I'm right. saying. I think you call the league and say, look, we're right. raising X amount of dollars for this wonderful cause. Right. Just let it go. Right. I mean, seriously. What did and you it hear only, how it's Jason, only for a month out of the year. How Jason answered it finally? Was it the next day? When he, he or no, was that at, at the game? Call? He he mm-hmm. said no. It was it was at the game, and and he said yeah. He goes, you know, we're gonna have to be careful. And then he goes, and then maybe the NFL needs to rethink things. Exactly. Did yeah. he say that? Right. Yes. He's yes, right. he said it. He's he said it. Right. I asked him about it on the Jason Garrett show after the game, and he said he need to start a letter writing campaign to the NFL to get this rule changed. Because what do they used to call it? The no no fun league, right? Mm-hmm. And so now you got all these cool celebrations, but you can't do or something goofy. Whatever. Go ahead. But you can't. No, some but, of them. But I you. Mean. But you can't do it in the name of charity. Yeah. Like it, that's. Come on. Let's. Let's just realize what we're doing here. You know. Jump in right. a kettle. Jump in the stands. What's the difference? Well, that was right. grandfathered in, wasn't it? And I was there for the first one. First Lambeau. Lambeau first Lambeau leap. The first one. Who did it? Uh, it was Leroy Butler. He was. He got a uh, An Reggie, interception. Reggie White recovered a fumble. He pitched it. Leroy Butler. Leroy Butler ran it the rest of the way in. It was against the L.A. Ra- L.A. Raiders, 1994. Jumped in the stands, 28 to nothing. First Lambeau leap. Wow. Standing right there. Cool. But yeah, it was grandfathered in. But yeah, I, so I, it's not really grandfathered in; it's fathered in it's because now everybody else is okay. <laughs> everybody else is doing it now. If if you got it stands, you can jump into. Everybody's doing it, and that's not for charity. I just think if you're doing a limbo like last night, which was awesome, you can jump in a kettle. Give me a break. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of like mascot humor. You know, it's like if you're if we're gonna get crazy with this stuff, yeah, that's not that crazy. Just jumping in a kettle for a second, not a big mm-hmm. deal. Not a big deal. All right, Tony in Atlanta, you're next up on Talking Cowboys. Take us Hello, out Tony. Kettle. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I know everybody's doing well. Thank uh, you. So <laughs> here's my, my concern kind of question. Um, the last couple of games, you know, we've gotten up by double digits at Atlanta, and next thing you know, they roared back and tied the game, and we had to kick a field goal late. And then Washington, you know, we got up double digits, and, you know, they came back and made things a little uneasy. Um, just from what you all are seeing, are they – uh, is, the, is the defense loosening, or are these offenses just kind of turning up the voltage, you know, and, and we're not adjusting, you know, to them? I'm just kind of concerned, you know, I mean, I, I'm not thinking we're going to get up by 10 on Thursday, but, you know, I'm just kind of concerned with, you know, when they get up, you know, double digits, you know, that they're not, you know, putting a foot on the gas and putting these teams away. They're letting them back in and making things uneasy. Thanks. Well, they got back in because of the kettle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not covering the kick properly. Yeah, right. And uh, that made it 31-20 with 11.43 left in the fourth. And then the Cowboys came up with an interception on the next Washington possession. Right. So. You, what, it's a fair question. And, and actually the offense oh, no, it, it, took that, care of yeah. six minutes of the clock in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, but it, it is a fair question. I, I always, we all do. This is stupid for me to say, but we all feel better about this defense when they have a double-digit lead. You know, I mean, it seems like that's why we were so concerned about, you know, missing field goals in Philadelphia and stuff like that. I was sitting there going, my gosh, I was telling Nate, I go, get this thing to double digits. They got a chance to win. You know, Dallas offensively, like you said, Bill can take time off the clock running the football so you can protect the lead a little bit better. They're accustomed to playing that way. And you, so, keep, you keep your best player involved. Too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I just think there's some teams that, you know, I, hey, I didn't expect uh, – I, no, no, Carson Wentz moving the football, that's different than, than Colt McCoy moving the football. 
You know, Carson Wentz, I expect him to move the football. Mm -hmm. I really do. I mean, with that tight end and receivers they got and the quarterback, the way he throws the ball. But, you know, I – And Matt Ryan as well. Matt Ryan as well. I think you're just – you know, you're talking about guys that are – that's their job. I mean, and Drew Brees this coming Thursday. Yeah. He's going to move the football. I'm sure somebody in Washington or in, in Philly were going, well, you know, or Atlanta were going, well, God, how does Dak Prescott move the ball? I mean, you know, they, they probably didn't see that one coming, but, you know, good for him. I, I just think defensively they, they, they put themselves in the position to make some plays like Mickey was asking the other day or today, and, and uh, they just haven't really followed through, you know, some of the, you know, like they needed to. You know, getting that key sack, sack strip, something to kind of turn the game around, you know, to keep people from driving it on them. You know, and a little bit in the fourth quarter, when you have a double-digit lead, you're also playing defense against the clock. Yeah. You don't want to give up anything big. Keep them in well, balance. Well, in, in the Atlanta game, trouble, too, Atlanta but... game, you didn't have enough defensive linemen. That 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 hurts you a That's lot. That's true. That hurts you. I, I felt like it hurts you a lot in that game. How about the run defense in this game against the Redskins? Yeah, wow. that, see, that's there. there that's that what was, you got to do big. because the, yeah. you know the Redskins want to play the same way you do. They want to run and play play action and throw the ball down the field if they can. But I mean, the first yeah. time around they ran for 132 yeah. yards. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Peterson exactly. had very little room to run most of that game. Yeah, that was second time uh, that's around. Exactly. They were yeah. actually punishing yeah. him. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you need to be, whatever that run defense was. You need to bring it yeah. up this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, bring it with you. Whatever. It's a different it's, cat. Yeah. This time. A couple different cats. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we take more of your calls here on Talking Cowboys in just a moment. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. 
To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Hey, do you want to use what the pros use? Jack Black is the official men's skincare <laughs> brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker. That's four JB faves plus a full size lip balm for just 10 bucks, and they'll ship it to you no cost at getjackblack.com. Use Cowboys code. I have a feeling, I just have a feeling after my wife and daughter's uh, Black Friday shopping expedition on uh, Friday that I'm going to get a lot of those products for Christmas. Jack Black? Yes, I think I am. Good for you. Which is great. Which is going to make for a very merry Christmas. Did Jack Black have Black Friday? It was Jack Black Friday. Yes. (laughs) So many dad jokes on this show. It's incredible. Incredible. By the way, has your dad ever uh, responded? He finally got back to me at like 4 o'clock Rob, yesterday. Rob had a tweet. <laughs> your dad went to LSU. Yes. Or he's an LSU fan. Went to LSU. Went to LSU. Okay. Oh, and I tread like Rob there. had a tweet. What did you say? Well, Explain I, I, it. I texted him at like 11.52 p.m. Right after the game ended, I just said, amazing game. Heard back from him at like 4.30 the next day. Just, he just ignored me. just laid out on me for an entire day. Even Brian came in the next mo- yesterday morning for practice and was just like, hey, congratulations. Ter- some terrible calls. Terrible calls. But, you know, you guys, you guys are. Well, that's it. like me. My father went to A&M, you know, and, and, oh, really? and he's trying to, like, be all nice to me. And I'm like, I've got to go to work. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I didn't want to deal with that. He was, I, uh, congratulations, yeah. Rob. First time in eight years, you know. So, yeah, well, that's well backhanded, but hey, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Might have been the first time if that happened to me to tell my dad to shut the. Yeah. <laughs> College football brings that out in people. I think there's a lot it's of passion. passion. Because you passion. have you have a you have a sweat equity. Yeah, it's allegiance. four years, five years, eight it's years. Four of your years. Life. It's <laughs> money. It's you know. It's where you grew <laughs> up. Yeah, Kit, where did you graduate from? He is trolling today. I He's an Aggie. A pure blood Aggie. Yeah, he you is. went to school. Did you, where's your degree from? <laughs> I got a film degree, and they don't offer that at A&M. Uh, so where's your film my... degree from? TCU, sir. Oh, I see. Thank you very much. Hey, for... man, his you heart have... is in college. You station. have to go to the schools to be able to root for them. I Just be careful. Yeah. We all have school oh, no. songs. We can yeah. play them again. Hey, Notre Dame is the king of people that are fans that never went there. Yeah. How about that that place? People will remind you. Oh, Notre Dame! They're, well, Notre Dame's certainly the third in the, third if you're in the nation Catholic, right now. I'm like, you didn't even go to school there. You don't even know where South Bend is. If you're Catholic, you qualify. You can go. You can root yeah, for Notre the Dame. Holy Cross right? is yeah. available too. <laughs> <laughs> My dad didn't like Notre Dame. Yeah, well, I'm right. All right. <laughs> one year, Holy they, Cross. <laughs> I, can't, them. I can't remember who beat him. <laughs> And some somebody beat him, and my dad goes to confession on Saturday, uh-huh. yeah. and basically in the confessional booth, he 
gives the priests a jab on Notre Dame losing, right? And he comes out and starts telling us about it. And my mother's going, oh, Jesus. Yeah. He's making the sign of the cross. Yeah. You told the priest that. My dad goes, he's just a man. <laughs> it's like the Caddyshack. Just, I'm just a man. My name is Fred. So if you know where I get my stuff from, it's, yeah. it's, it's the jeans. There you go. Here we go. All right, uh, let's go to Louisiana. Let's check Uh-oh. in Uh-oh. with Ray. Ray, are you an Good LSU mo- fan? Hello, Ray. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? Excellent. Good. Thank you, Ray. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. But don't worry about getting a call from Louisiana because I'm an American by birth, but a Texan by the grace of God. All, All right. right. There you right. go. Here we go. <laughs> but I got three things I want to ask, and I'll hang up and listen to y'all talk. Uh, at the beginning of the year, they said that Jalen Smith was only at about 85%. I'm wondering, is he at 100% yet, or do we have to look for more come next year? On Joe Looney, with the way he's played this year, I think he's on a one-year deal. Do you think we'll be able to sign him and keep him as a backup, or do you think he'll move on to another team? And as far as the game goes Thursday night, I'm going to go with what Mickey always says. Every time you win a game, you're that much closer to losing one. I don't think the Saints have played a defense as solid as we have. And I, I think they'll lose that game 31 to 24. Okay. You guys have a good day. Thank you. All right. Jalen Smith. somebody that pays attention. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who agrees with Mickey. He loves That way you'll have a cellmate at the uh, Santa side. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> How about Jalen Smith? How close is he to 100%? I think we haven't seen the best of Jalen Smith yet. I think Jalen Smith is only going to get better. I really do. And, and, and this is a complete 180 from – where I was three years ago. And uh, to his credit, I've said it a bunch, but uh, the doctors, the trainers, everybody was talking about this was the year to kind of take a peek at Jalen Smith. And my God, Jalen Smith looks a lot better. I, I think that uh, he's, you know, you can see the, the change of direction. You can see the lateral mo- mobility. You can see the forward stuff. We've always seen that. You've seen the ability to cover. You've seen the ability to run. You've seen the ability to blitz. I just think he's going to get even a better feel for how to play defense. And I think that, you know, he's a lot like Leighton Vanderish, is they're both young and they're both really smart. And they both get it. They both understand, okay, prepare, study, and now go perform. And, you know, he's going to, he's going to continue to grow in his instincts. As he's growing yeah, I, in his health, yeah. I think he continues to grow in his instincts. And I, I think that's where you're going to see the best of, of Jalen Smith coming up. They're yeah. going to need him in this game for sure. Oh, for sure. I, I don't know if we talk enough about that, the fact that this is his second year. Yeah. You know, and he's been here three years now, but the, last year was his first time on the field. And just the more he sees, the more comfortable he's going to be out there. You see it with Leighton, too. Just as the more snaps he gets – the better he gets. And, uh, and uh, yeah, Jalen, I think everybody was so focused on his physical recovery last year that nobody really talked about just, I don't know, getting back into football and reading right. reading things out there. So, yeah, he's, he's growing week to week too. As I think- for Joe Looney, he's under contract next year. Yeah. 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 So he would not I, be a free agent until 2020. I think Joe Looney's doing a very good job as a, a backup, and I think that's – Probably what he is. So he's got 2019. He's under contract, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. So he's not a free agent. And how old is he? You got that on there. Uh, With Lyman, you really don't worry about that as much. Right. He's not 30. Yet, he's not he? 30. He's yet. 28. No. Okay. But see, uh, you know, and has anybody heard any whispers about Travis Frederick in next year? I have not. Oh, next year. Next year. Have I've had people tell because I've kind of in my mind I'm thinking about the draft show and what I direction we focus on what we need to do we need to talk about a center do we need you know i'm trying to 
I had someone come up to me and say, they felt like that, and I, I'm hopeful I'm not putting words in people's mouth, or I'm, but this guy I trust told me, he says, there's a really good chance that Travis Frederick plays. Because I'm, I'm thinking, well, yeah, i got to look at the center. i got to well, find a center. i got to look at somebody. And I don't know how, I mean, I, I, I hope that's right. You know what? I, I hope I, that's I, right. But to what your thinking was, my thinking on it was, I've got to have a center that would at least challenge Looney Yes. For the backup job. Right. And if that's the case, then maybe he's good enough if indeed if they get in a in a in a bind that can start. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's wrong to spend a fourth round pick right. on a center. Yeah. I, I don't think that's out of the question. They traded for Erringer, right, before the season started. Does he, right. Can he play center for you, or is he a guard? He was really a guard. Got, yeah, yeah. He's, okay, yeah, right. got he's on IR right yeah. now. And Redmond right now is your a backup center guard type guy. But that's I good mean, to remember um, that, Rob. I was like, ooh. He's been on IR the whole year. Yeah, right. Yeah. He got hurt the first day he was here. Yeah. That's why they brought Redmond in. Redmond in, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think with Travis, and Who, I haven't. By the way, practiced. So he's out of the concussion. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And by the way, they're at least yesterday they they were numbers wise not very deep on the offensive line. No, but, the guys know. that were playing scout team were also you're starting with the exception of the center and the right tackle, I believe. Yeah. Well, they right. didn't have enough guys to have two lines when they right. practiced. Right. When we yeah, saw them right. warming up, Zach right. is dealing with that knee and. Um, well, they were all sprained. in the field. We were watching them all work on the grass field. Well, that's good. Yeah, they were working. What yeah. happened to Suafilo in the game? He got rolled up on, didn't he? Ankle. Okay. Yeah. So, and then we'll see. We'll see on Tyron. The one thing I was going to say about Travis is I don't. I haven't heard. I don't think they know. They don't know the deadline or timeline for a return. But we were just talking about Jalen. This is a much more serious thing than Jalen's knee. Obviously, yeah. this is a this is an autoimmune illness. But I think it's it's maybe similar in one respect in that it's a it's kind of a nerve situation and you don't know when, but you're just hoping that you know it gets to a point where it everything starts firing again. Yeah, this, and, the, and that's yeah. that's where they're at. And, yeah. and for, it's first off his quality of life. That's the most important oh, thing. Oh, no, but. absolutely. I was just – I was surprised again because I was trying to – in my mind thinking, okay, when we do the Start This Draft show here in another six weeks or so, do we do we have to start talking about positional, like, centers? Yeah. And the guy's like, well, you know, yeah, what Mickey said makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, you, you're thinking about, oh, second-round center, third-round center? I mean, but, you know – I mean, what if I can find somebody that's an upgrade for my – Backup yeah. game day guard center. Maybe Redmond is that guy, and maybe he is maybe they, Redmond's maybe a guy because a... yeah, maybe they just you know they work with Redmond and that's the way they go. What about thirty one twenty four? I as good as this defense has been, to think that they're going to hold them under thirty that would be an amazing accomplishment if they can do that. I mean, this is a, I think they're thirty seven point two for the season, yeah. New Orleans now. Yeah. We've we've seen them face the Saints before in a kind of a similar situation. They went out there in 2009. They were 13 and 0. They were putting up close to 40 points a game, and nobody thought they were going to do that. So uh, you can't say they can't do it. Uh, but and it's going to be at a, New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, but it's going to be an awfully big challenge. There's no question about that. You're looking at a Saints team that has uh, starting a month ago, October 28th at Minnesota, won 30 to 20 against a good Vikings defense. Yeah. Against a good Rams defense, it was 45-35. At the Bengals, it was 51-14. Against the Eagles, it was 48-7. And then against the Falcons, 31-17. So that's how they're playing most recently. You know, and and I went back and I watched those Minnesota game, the Minnesota game, and I watched the Atlanta game. It's like those teams are driving the ball and are fumbling like in the red zone. 
Like they're you're just you know. Well, that's what happened to Atlanta, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. They're 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 driving the football, and and Julio Jones is like making one of those violent runs through the middle of their defense, and all of a sudden he tries to jump over somebody, gets hit, ball goes flying out, and instead of having the ball on the you know the fourteen yard line, it's you know it's New Orleans ball going the other way, and they're trying to score right before half. Mm -hmm. And you're like going, my gosh! And you know the same thing happened in Minnesota. They, they, they create turnovers. I mean, this team it, it, somehow they create turnovers. So, uh, you know, th there used to be a time where this whole this New Orleans team was it was all about Drew Brees. It's not that way anymore. They did it, on they, some they, draft picks and yeah, yeah they they yeah. they've got their their defense is legitimate. I mean, they went out and and, and adding Eli Apple at corner is was not in a, the middle of the season. Yeah, it was a, that's a great move for them, but. You know, they're, they're, it's like I say, if you can hold them, if Dallas could keep this into a 28-point game, Dallas got a great shot at winning this oh, football game. Oh, for sure, game. for sure. And that's not impossible. I think they can move um, the ball in New Orleans. I mean, from what I've seen. And that, as that great <clears throat> philosopher said, the more you win, the closer you are to losing. Yeah. What a great philosopher that guy must have been. I'll yeah. tell you, it'd be nice to have David Irving back in this game. And I know <laughs> I, there's no indication he's close, but I'm just saying a guy What makes you say that? Because he's 6'7", with long arms. I get it. What made you say that it had nice having David Irving back? I'm just saying it would be nice to get him back for this game to try to collapse the pocket. But be nice feel, feel, free to Jones take, back too. feel free to take your headset <laughs> off and just start banging your head on the table, just like that. Just a curtain. Just a curtain to me. Of having David Irving back for this game or Tutal Jones? Tutal Jones. Too tall. <laughs> yeah. At least we just know Tutal Jones. He might give Ryan Ramchick a little trouble out there at tackle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, no right. more Irving talk. No, I'm just saying. I know. Though, I, mean, I know. I, I know. I think I, I'm just. I'm like I'm Joe with Flower Mound. You know. I'm. I'm. I'm mad because that's what's frustrating about. Yeah. Right. It's yes. like it's I'm like not... you know. And, it, and it's a high ankle sprain, Brian. It takes six to eight weeks. High ankle sprain. High this. High that. <laughs> you know. When Hi. Did, when, <laughs> when did he get yeah. hurt? When did he get hurt? T Titans week in practice. So it's been three and a half weeks. So it's basically a, the bye week. A, a good. Mm -hmm. Re recuperation from a high ankle sprains four weeks. Yeah. I mean, a good one. Tennessee, like, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Washington, so we're and at New Orleans. Four, we're at four weeks now, right? This would be the fifth week. Right. Well, he got hurt, Tennessee. All right, it's been so three we and a half weeks. Philadelphia, half Atlanta, weeks. Washington. Now. Yeah, so after the bye, maybe. Then you got 10 days maybe. in Philadelphia. Brian's <laughs> That would I, be reasonable. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, though, is, you know, the way that when we ask the coach about him, the coach kind of gives you, well, we'll see. You know, I mean, it's not like, oh, he's getting closer. We, we hope to have him back this, you know. I mean, our offices overlook a practice field, you know. I see, I see. I see Austin out there. I see Sean Lee out there. I see Suofilo out there. I see uh, Smith out there. I see all these guys out there. And we're in Frisco now, so we don't see Irving anymore. Yeah. Whoa! Dad joke. Dad joke. Dad joke. <laughs> you need a drop for that. Go take care of your grandkid. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That, in fact, we're leaving the hospital and headed home about noon today. I think that's exactly what I'll do, or else I'll finish putting up Christmas lights. Are you, are you, are you the driver? I think they've got a designated driver. you got a designated yeah. Thank God. He's going to call Uber. Yeah. All right. Let's look, see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!